0: The Solicitor General is referred to as the 10th Justice because of the special role as the federal government's top lawyer at the U.S. Supreme Court. That informal title may be truer today than it's ever been. Joining me is Kimberly Strawbridge Robinson, Bloomberg Law Editor. So, Kimberly, Noel Francisco is the current Solicitor General. Start by explaining a little about the role of the SG, especially with regard to what's called CVSG's short for Call for the Views of the Solicitor General.
1: Right. Well, as you mentioned, Noel Francisco is the current solicitor general. He's a former partner at the big law firm of Jones Day, where a lot of Trump administration officials have come from. And as you said, they're really the administration's top lawyer at the U.S. Supreme Court, and they oversee other litigation um, as it's working its way through the federal courts. And it has a relationship of trust with the Supreme Court. And one of the ways that we see this relationship play out is through these CVSGs or calls for the views of the Solicitor General. And what will happen in these cases is the justices will ask the Solicitor General and his office to weigh in on whether or not a court should take up a case or whether or not it should let it pass. And we see some remarkable agreement between the justices and the Solicitor General this term um, when it comes to those suggestions.
0: You write that the Office of the Solicitor General has an almost perfect record this term when it comes to these recommendations. Tell us about the numbers and how that compares to the prior administration.
1: Right. Well, we're seeing an increase in these CVSGs, meaning presumably that the court is relying more on the office than it has in previous decades. And so now we get CVSGs about two dozen times a term. A lot of them stack up at the end of the term. So about half of the Solicitor General's recommendations are still outstanding. But in 10 of 11 recommendations that the office has made so far this term, the Supreme Court has agreed. We'll see as the court approaches the end of this term if that will stick. But overall, in the three years that the administration has been replying to these CDSGs, the administration's been doing very well. It's somewhere in 90 percent, where it's historically, it's been closer to 80 percent. And under Obama, it reached as low as 65 percent. If you get 65 percent of a wind streak in the Supreme Court, that's a pretty good day. But uh, as I mentioned,
0: it has been higher in other
1: administrations than it was under Obama.
0: In general, has the SG been recommending taking cases with controversial issues or turning them away?
1: Mostly turning them away, and that's historically the practice of the Solicitor General, is to be more risk-averse and not suggest that the Supreme Court spend a lot of its time on certain cases. I would note one particular CVSG that the court is still considering has to do with Sudan and terrorism and what damages individuals can get. And that will be an interesting one that the Solicitor General has recommended that the justices do take up during their next term.
0: So why this deference to the Solicitor General with this particular court?
1: Well, of course— All of this is happening through briefs at the court, and no one's actually sitting down and really having a conversation, so we just have to speculate. But we have a good idea that it may have to do with the converging ideologies Not only is the Solicitor General's office getting more conservative, but so are the justices. And that may indicate that, you know, they see eye to eye with the Solicitor General on what kinds of cases and what kinds of issues the Supreme Court should be tackling right now.
0: Is that winning streak of the Solicitor General any indication of how the court will rule in those cases? Well, it can and it can't be.
1: Um, You know, looking at these CDSGs is just one measure of how much the justices are relying on the Solicitor General and the Trump administration. But even by other measures, we see the Trump administration doing very well. And so I mentioned that the Obama administration didn't do very well in CBS They didn't actually do very well in wins and losses, although they won a lot of high profile cases. But the Trump administration is doing much better. Indeed, already for this term, they've got a 70% win streak, and that's, that's pretty good at the U.S. Supreme Court.
0: I would say so. Now, the Solicitor General has also tried to circumvent the rules a little and get the Supreme Court to fast track several cases. How successful has that been?
1: Well, that's been more of a mixed bag, and that seems somewhat contrary to what we've been talking about with the justices really relying on the Solicitor General's office. But one court watcher that I talked to pointed out that the Trump administration is doing things a little bit more unusually than other administrations. And so while they've been turned away a lot by the Supreme Court in these requests to kind of skip over the lower courts, they've also had a
0: lot more granted in their favor. You say that the justices are going to be considering more of the recommendations before the term wraps up. Tell us about a yet unscheduled mop-up conference, because I love that idea, a mop-up conference at the Supreme Court.
1: Right. Well, if you were to look at the Supreme Court's schedule, you would think that there are only two more days where the court is going to hand down opinions and only one more day where they're going to meet in a private conference and chat about what cases they should take up for next term. But actually, it's a little bit more secretive than that. So court watchers know that the court typically adds an extra conference day right at the very end of their term so that they can clean up any uh, outstanding cases that they want to get going before they take a break for the summertime and get briefing off and rolling so they're ready for the next term when it comes around in October.
0: The Solicitor General, does he argue all the cases that the Supreme Court hears that the administration has a part in? Well, the Solicitor General's
1: office is made up of a number of career attorneys as well as some political appointees, and individuals from that office will argue not only in cases where the administration is a party, but also where they're acting as a friend of the court, that is where they'll pick one party and they'll argue on their behalf in support of their side of the case. And so the Solicitor General usually argues some of the most important and consequential cases, but his office is involved in many, many cases at the court. I think this term, it's well over 30 cases that have already been decided
0: that his office has participated in and only 10 where they weren't involved at all. And we're coming up to the end of the term. So we're going to be hearing about a lot of the controversial cases as well that the Solicitor General has been involved in. Thanks so much, Kimberly. Very interesting article. That's Kimberly Strawbridge Robinson, Bloomberg Law Editor.